By the way, for the next number of weeks, we're going to be meeting uh, in the last room down the hall on the right, because in the back, we've already started bringing in stuff for the giveaway. So it's pretty exciting stuff here, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, thank you so much for being here today. Do we have our Bibles today? All right, good. All right, either turn or click there, if you would, and uh, uh, to it. And we're going to continue the series that we began a few weeks ago, uh, entitled The, the uh, Story of Elijah. The Story of Elijah. And uh, today's message will be uh, an, an interesting one. Uh, some of you see the little scene that's in the, uh, on the screen of Elijah calling down fire from heaven. And, uh, and we talked about that last week when Elijah had the, uh, the showdown against the prophets of Baal. And by the way, I need to apologize. My math was not very good last week, by the way. Uh, my college students, uh, thank you for being there for me. I appreciate that. I really do know how to add 400 and 450. That is not 950, it's 850. For goodness sakes, we got a math teacher in here. You could have helped me out too there, Jen. Well, uh, well that's true. Okay, never mind. If you miss a, if you miss a Sunday, you miss a lot. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm way better at math than that. So I'll try to do better today. So uh, thanks everybody, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, we had... Elijah taking, taking on roughly 900 or so prophets of Baal. <laughs> and he won. He won. Fire from heaven fell down and consumed the sacrifice. This story today picks up right where we left off. And it's a very interesting one. Um, a little bit of a backstory for all of us. Uh, Elijah, earlier in our series had told King Ahab that the, uh, that the land was going to go through a massive drought. No rain, not even any dew whatsoever. We're now at the point where things are about to change. And I've entitled this message, The Cloud. The Cloud. Because there is a bit of a dialogue that takes place between Elijah and his servant that I think a lot of us might be able to relate to this morning as we keep on looking at this series. So I'm in 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, that comes before 2 Kings. I knew I could count. Uh, 1 Kings 18, beginning in verse 41. And if you're able to, would you stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word together. And let's read this. <laughs> Some of you, that was a painful experience standing up. Holy cow, we need to have another healing prayer time, I guess. <laughs> I remember one time, the, the Sunday after the giveaway, I asked everyone to do that. And everyone was like, oh. So we know God's got us. So let's start in verse 41. You ready? And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. 
Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. I want to talk about your clouds today. So Jesus, I pray that once again, your word would meet us right where we're at, and you would speak to our hearts and speak to our lives. God, that you would do what only you can do through your word. So meet us where we're at, Lord God, and change us and give us hope today if we need that and challenge us by what your word says. And Lord, I'll thank you in your name and we all said amen. 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 You may be seated. The cloud. A lot of different ways I can go with the story, just like six or seven verses. And uh, I thought, what what? What would we be able to relate to? And, and I decided to take a look at this, this cloud. Now again, Elijah had prophesied correctly to King Ahab that there would be no rain, there would be no dew, there would be no precipitation for a very long time in the land, and that held true. And after Elijah had this confrontation with the prophets of Baal, all of a sudden the fire fell the prophets of Baal were slaughtered, and then that brings us to the drought being broken. And there's this conversation that takes place between Elijah and his servant. And they find themselves uh, going back and forth a little bit. I'll get to that in just a bit. Until finally, this area that has not seen rain, they, they've not seen any dew, they've not seen any precipitation whatsoever, all of a sudden, there's a cloud. All of a sudden, there's an answer to the drought that the people have been facing for so long. You know what clouds represent? Clouds represent answers. I want to talk about your potential answers to your prayers. I want to talk about those moments that you've been believing God for a miracle and you've been believing God to do something special. You've been believing God to change circumstances and what has God brought you? God's brought you a cloud. That cloud could be an answer to prayer. Maybe you're praying for somebody specific. Maybe you're praying for a healing in your body. Maybe you're praying for... Uh, something else that's heavy on your heart. Maybe your cloud is praying for an, an end of suffering like the people were going through with no water. Maybe your cloud is seeing God save somebody whom you've been praying for their salvation for so long. Maybe your cloud is seeing a relationship restored that has been broken. It means a lot to you, but it's been broken for so long. And now all of a sudden, God has given you a glimmer of hope, a cloud. Maybe you've not even seen the cloud yet. We're going to talk about that too. 
But I want to share with you about the spiritual clouds that God gives us. From this story, I think we could learn a lot about the clouds in our lives, those glimmers of hope, those answers to prayers that we've been praying for a while, that hope that we've had for so long, and we're trusting God to bring it to us. Why don't I show you what I've learned about clouds from this, and I'd like to share it with you. Number one, clouds come with prayer. If you want hope in your situation, you got to pray for it. And you got to keep praying for it. Now, look again at verses 41 and 42. Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there's a sound of heavy rain. And Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. He bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. Now, what's Elijah doing? Is he taking cover from a tornado? No. Anybody ever have tornado drills when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. Some of you are saying, no. oh, wow. Yeah, those are, those are awesome. You'd practice for when a tornado would destroy your building in school. So you go to the hallway, you cover your head like that's going to do anything. But there you go. And, and, and Elijah has this kind of similar posture here. What is he doing? He's obviously in a posture of prayer. And you can look up commentaries. and He's not just taking a nap. There, there's something else going on here. And I need to remind us that God's best... God's cloud for you comes as a result of our praying for it. God does amazing things when his people pray. In fact, that is the one thing that the enemy will try to get you to not do. In fact, hear me today. You could be as busy as anybody else in this church, but if you're prayerlessly busy, then the enemy has won a battle. If we try our efforts without prayer, if we try our efforts without relying on God and, and committing all of our efforts to the Lord in prayer, if we're, if we're trusting God for hope, if we want hope but we're not willing to pray for it, what do we have? And I will tell you that if you want that glimmer of hope, you have to be willing to pray. And let me just say, prayer is not just a one-off. Like, okay, God answered my prayer, amen, all right. And then we never say anything else to the Lord. There's a lot of teaching. In fact, Jesus himself, I, I don't have it on the screen, but in Luke chapter 18, Jesus actually told a parable of how important it was to be persistent in our prayers, to keep on praying. And I just want to encourage somebody here today, Maybe you haven't seen the, uh, the, the cloud. Maybe you've not seen the glimmer of hope. Maybe you've not seen the answer come to your prayers. Keep praying for it. Do not give up. Look, I've got family members that need Jesus. 
Okay, so I dare not stop praying for them. I've got people that I care about that need healing in their bodies. I dare not stop praying. I've got, I got needs. I'm a needy guy. And, and I dare not, some of you know that. I dare not stop praying. I need a cloud, God. I need an answer. I need to be willing to pray. I encourage you, church, when we have a prayer meeting here at the church, to show up and pray with us. I really do. I think God does great things when people come together and seek him together and when God's people pray. I encourage you to pray at your home. I, I encourage you to pray throughout the day. I encourage you to, to look, you can pray in your car. Keep your eyes open, but you can pray in your car. In fact, I would encourage this. I would encourage you to use daily moments as occasions to pray. That's what I do. I mean, I know about, it was drilled into me, you better have your prayer time every day. Okay, that's fine. But, but you know what? If I see something, let's, let's say I'm driving, I see an accident, I'm praying. I'm gawking, but I'm also praying. If I see somebody who's hurting at the store, I'm going to pray for that person. We, we use our everyday moments as occasions to pray. We're told to pray without ceasing. That's what that is. So clouds come. A glimmer of hope will come when you are willing to pray for it. But secondly, and this is where it gets kind of interesting... Clouds not only come through prayer, but clouds require a little bit of patience. Now, how many of you wish that I would skip this part? There's something interesting that takes place here. And I want you to see it in verse uh, 43. Take a look at this. In verse 43, Elijah says, Go look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and he looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Now, <clears throat> let's make this real. There's the, there's the great prophet Elijah, head between his knees. In mid-prayer, he tells his servant, go look towards the sea. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Go again. Still nothing. Still nothing. There's a cloud coming. Go again. Crazy old man. What are you doing? Told him twice there's no cloud. Oh, look, Willard Scott, there's no cloud. Maybe someone's turning 100. You want to tell us about it? I don't know. I don't, uh, millennials, you have no idea what that was. And that's okay. No cloud. And seven times. 
Now, if I'm the servant, I'm saying, look, crazy man, there's no cloud. It doesn't matter how many times you tell me to look, there is not, go again. And then the seventh time, oh, things have changed. You know, I wonder how things would have gone for that servant had he stopped after six looks. I'm a little tired of this, Elijah. I would have wore proper shoes or something else. You keep making me hike over here to look, and I don't see anything. Why do you keep on insisting that I keep looking over the water? And now let's really bring this home. How many times have we told God, look, God, I keep on praying, and I keep on praying. God says, pray again. I prayed last time, and God, I still don't see my cloud. Pray again. Isn't this supposed to happen faster, God? (laughs) And we've got this microwave type of mentality when it comes to... See, students, there was a time that we didn't have microwaves. (laughs) You just threw it back in the oven for God only knows how long, and you prayed. Now what do we do? Now we, we will reheat our food by sticking it in some little box full of radiation and that'll heat it up for a minute and everything is now fine. Why? Our culture, our culture demands instantaneous results. Correct? Again, I joked about the drive-thrus at McDonald's, okay? It's not enough to have one drive-thru. Now you got to have two drive-thrus at the same restaurant so that you can eat your breakfast in the car the way God intended. We don't want to wait for anything. (laughs) There used to be something called an encyclopedia. Remember that? Big old books, sorted by letters, had every subject you could think of. Now what do we have? We got ourselves the internet. And so now I'm like, okay, uh, what is 400 plus 450? And right away, (laughs) oh, Lord, help me. And we get our answer right away. We are an instantaneous society, an instantaneous culture. We want results and we want it now. And so to suggest that I got to look for my cloud twice or three times, more than one day, more than one week, more than than a month, more than a year. Are, Are you kidding me? God, I'm still looking for this cloud I don't see it. I don't see the answer yet. That, that person I'm praying for, they're still not serving Jesus. I, I still got pain in my body, God. That there's, there's still things going on in my family that I just cannot fix. God, I'm looking for a cloud. And, and sometimes, sometimes, it takes a great amount of patience when you're looking for clouds. But servant of God, hear me, don't, don't give up. 
Don't give up looking for your cloud. Are you willing to hang in there? Are we willing to hang in there until we see the results that we've been praying for? I've been here long enough now. 23 years I've been your pastor. I've seen, some, I've seen some prayers that happen just like that. It's like, whoa, that's awesome. Then I've seen some prayers. They took a year. Some took several years. But we didn't stop praying. We didn't give up. We kept looking for the cloud. And to the person today that might be discouraged because you don't see your cloud yet, to the person today that maybe you're even a little bit mad because you don't see your cloud, understand that God's still in control. Remember, we just sang it. You are my king, Jesus. So he's the one that's in control. He is the one that knows what he's doing. Not only does God know how to do it, he knows when to do it. Oh, I got to say that again. Not only does God know how to do it, but he also knows when to do it. God's never late. He misses a lot of opportunities to be early, but he is never, ever late. So if you're looking for a cloud, you need to be patient. You might have to look for that thing seven times. Thirdly today, clouds have potential. Clouds have potential. Verse 44, it says, The seventh time the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now, I'm going to substitute myself for Elijah's servant for a little bit. Okay, And forgive me for the way that I'm hardwired. God knows that I am a work in progress, as are you. But after six times... And being told again, go look again. And I'm like, boy, this gig stinks. I, I need to find a new boss. This is what I need to do. And I look that seventh time. And what do I see? Some of you are saying, a cloud. But did you notice the size of the cloud? Oh, there you go. Hey, Elijah, good news. It's this big. (laughs) Woo! Flash flood warning here, that's for sure. Yeah, I see your cloud, and I wouldn't expect much from this cloud. Because it's merely the size of a man's hand. Not a big old thundercloud, not an F5 tornado. Weather Channel is not going to interrupt broadcasting for this. A cloud the size of the... I hope you're happy, Elijah. You made me run up and down seven times for this. But that was enough for Elijah to say, that's it. That's it. We've got it. It's going to rain. You better tell Ahab to get his chariot ready. Because this rain is going to be fierce. 
And, and I can see the servant's face like a man's hand. Not even Shaquille O'Neal's hand. This is a regular guy's hand. What do you mean? But then I'm reminded, you see. Then I'm reminded that what started out as something seemingly very small became something that was incredibly powerful. God didn't send a gigantic cloud. Elijah's glimmer of hope, Elijah's cloud, was pretty small. But look what it did. I want you to hear me today. Your cloud, it may seem small, but don't underestimate what God can do through it. See, some of you, you're praying for the salvation of your loved one. You want to see your relative get saved, whoever that might be. And what you're seeing is the finish line. You want to see the flood. You want to see the rain crushing. And, and sometimes you just might see nothing more than a cloud. You, you, you might notice or you might be told that this relative that you've been praying for and believing God for, he actually went to church. Did he get saved? No, not yet. But he went to church. It's a cloud. It's a cloud. There are some people that, that would say, well, that's not enough. I need a bigger cloud. God, is that all you're going to give me? Oh, please, don't, an don't answer God that way. When God brings you a cloud, it might seem small, but God might do some pretty amazing things through it. You, you might get an email from that person who hasn't talked to you in a long time. It's a cloud. And it's just the size of a man's hand. It's not full restoration yet, but... but there's hope in that cloud. You've been praying for your finances. And God gives you, God gives you an opportunity for employment. And you wanted to be the CEO of the company tomorrow. And God says no. But here's this cloud. Here's this cloud. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, but where's the fat check in my mailbox? Here's the cloud. Here's the cloud. I can do some pretty amazing things with small clouds. Is there a small cloud in your life that you've kind of been tempted to dismiss because you didn't think it was significant enough? Is there something that God has done for you that's caused you to say, eh, I mean, it's okay, but... Okay, stop there. What's God given you? He's given you a cloud. And it might just be the size of a man's hand, but, but that's all God needs. I think the church needs to recognize not only the huge storm clouds 
But when a small cloud arises, seemingly insignificant in your life, when that answer comes and it seems so minuscule, it seems like it's so small, it seems like it doesn't even make a difference, that's when we need to say, the rain's about to fall. I'm going to close with this. Jonathan, if you could help me out. Clouds, lastly, they bring about power. (laughs) The small cloud. What happens through this small cloud? This small cloud became something much more massive. This small cloud became the end of the suffering of all the people. This one small cloud. Look at verses 45 and 46. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. First time in years. Ahab rode off to Jezreel. That's pretty awesome. How many of you would agree? Okay, let's try this side. How many of you would agree? All right, But then look at verse 46. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. He beat the chariot there. That's a good Sunday. <laughs> what in the world? So not only did they see a small cloud become something magnificent, but then Elijah did something he had never done before. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you to do some amazing things that you've never done before. I'm not suggesting that you go on Route 91 after church and try to race the cars. If you do, don't tell them you're with my church, okay? Just that same. Don't do that. That was a joke. That was a joke. But you know what? You know, could, could it be possible that as you're praying for a cloud, that God might have something else in mind for you? Oh, don't miss this. You see, nowhere do we see Elijah praying for super speed. Nowhere. Nowhere do we see Elijah saying, oh, it is my life's desire to outrun a chariot. No. But for some reason, in the midst of of Elijah being used by God to break the drought that took place in all of the land, God had something new for Elijah. God had something very powerful for Elijah. God decided, you know, while I'm at it, Elijah, I'm going to do something in you and through you and for you that you've never experienced before. And I would say that that is God's word for each and every one of us here today. We're so busy looking for clouds and we want to see the answers come. And yes, they will come. But while he's at it, 
Don't be shocked if he uses you and empowers you through his Holy Spirit to do something that you've never done before. Maybe it's sharing your faith with somebody. Maybe it's being used in in one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's laying hands on somebody and God using your prayers to see that person healed. I've never been through that. I don't even know if I've got, God's got everything that you need. Just say, God, do whatever you want to do. Elijah wasn't praying for super speed. He, he was just praying. When God's people pray, I believe that not only does he answer, but he, he, also, he also does some powerful things that we were not expecting. My prayer for Bethel Church God, I'm going to pray that we reach people for you. I'm going to pray that we would be a group of people that make a difference in this area. But God, while you're at it, while you're at it, God, would you do something powerful in us that maybe we're not even expecting? Would you fill us with your Holy Spirit again? God, would you empower us? Would you baptize us in your Holy Spirit again? God, would you fill my life and fill my church with not only the fire that you demonstrated on on Mount Carmel, but Lord, may the rain of the Holy Spirit fall on each and every one of us as well. Merely as we seek your face, God, we're not going to tell you what to do. Lord, you're sovereign enough to know what needs to be done. But Lord, we just seek your face. Oh, could we pray those kind of prayers? Are, are, you, are you looking for a cloud today? Maybe, maybe, maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you've been tempted to give up on your cloud, on your answer, on the break from your suffering. But God says, Elijah, servant, don't give up. I'm tired of checking for clouds. Keep checking. Yeah, but what, what I've got isn't much. There's a saying that says little is much when God is in it. And God, while you're at it, would you empower me and fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I could do things through your spirit like I've never done before. I think God has that in mind for each and every one of us today. So could you stand, all of us? I want to give you a chance. I want to give you a chance to take on a posture of prayer. Now for Elijah, he put his head between his knees. Maybe 30 years ago I could do that. But I think what God wants to do is meet with his people as they pray. What God wants to do is hear your prayers and act through them. And and so to the one who's been tempted to give up because you keep checking for clouds and you haven't seen anything, God says keep looking, keep seeking through prayer. To the one who's received a cloud but you think it's way too small, (laughs) you think it's too insignificant, God wants to remind you today that 
he could create an entire flood through that small cloud that you've noticed. And could it be that the Holy Spirit wants to empower you and fill you and equip you to do something you've never done before? I believe that he can and he will. All of this comes as we seek him. So I'm going to open up our altars. I'm going to open up this room so that we could make it a place of prayer. And if you want to seek the Lord, I encourage you to, to do so, to join me in seeking Jesus. And, and that's how we'll close today. And if you uh, need to go, we understand. Fellowship with one another in the lobby, but in here, we're going to seek him. We're going to look for clouds. We're going to expect rain. And we're going to expect his power to do some great things. So Jesus, meet with your people now. Some of us, we've been going through drought. Some of us, Lord God, we've had victories. We've had some defeats. But Lord, we're, we dare not stop praying. So God, to the discouraged person, give them hope. To the one that short sells what you've already done, God, let them see the potential when things are in your hands. God, to those of us who need to be filled once again with your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do so. So God, meet with your people in this place. Meet with your people. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. If you want to seek the Lord, do so right now. If God's released you 